we continue with the series. In fact, we are going to end the series that was Guilt, Shame, and Freedom. And I want to start with just uh, recapping what Pastor Greg already shared with us during the first sermon. So just a few definitions of what guilt is all about. Can we go to the next slide? Yeah. Guilt is the condemnation we feel because we are responsible for our sin. And it is healed through forgiveness. This produces true security. Shame is what we feel when we see how our sin affects others. And it is reversed through walking righteously in the spirit. And this produces true significance. So today we are going to talk about Mary and her prayer and what she did. And before that, I would like to pray. Lord, we just want to thank you so much for what happened and what you did during the first Christmas. Lord, we want to thank you for Mary and her obedience. And Lord, we want to thank you that indeed you came so that, Lord, not only Mary and Joseph, but all of our shame and guilt would be removed and you would make a way for us, Lord, not only to talk about you, but to live it out every single day in our lives and through our lives. Speak to us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So the, so the passage is Luke chapter 1, verses 46 to 45. And this time I would request you to all read. So can we all do that? Okay. On the count of three, start reading. One, two, three. Thank you. So let me give you a little background about what was actually happening during those days. Because we live in a day and age where everything is okay and we can do what we want. So sometimes it's difficult for us to imagine or understand what the culture or the norm of that day was. So during those times, Jewish girls of that period usually became engaged when they were 12 or 13 years old, right? Any teenagers here? You're not yet engaged? It's okay. And what happened was, actually for, for the legal purposes, this engagement was regarded as the first stage of the marriage. Although the girl would normally remain with their parents for about a year before she will go and live with her husband and consummating the marriage. So that was the procedure. The engagement, the start of the wedding, but one year she has to stay with the family and then she goes to the husband. If she became pregnant before then, she would face public disgrace. And if the law was strictly enforced, 
then what would happen is she could even be executed as an adulteress. The punishment for adultery that time was stoning by death. Okay? That was the punishment. We know the story, right? When the woman was caught in adultery, Jesus said, if you have never sinned, you cast the first stone, right? That was the practice that time. So what is shocking is, Mary is pregnant and Joseph is not the father, right? The problem is not that the betrothed couple had sex. The problem is that presumably Mary had sex with somebody else and Joseph would think that she committed adultery. So that was the situation here. She was well aware that Joseph might even disown her publicly and denounce her and you know, she might be exposed to the public shame. See, let's have a little flashback. When the angel comes, now Mary doesn't have an iPhone or a Galaxy. While the angel is talking to her, she cannot text, Joseph, is it okay? Should I say yes? You, you understand what is happening? When God sent the angel and when the angel said that, you know, this is what God has chosen for you, she had to make a decision then and there. When she said yes to the angel, possibly she was prepared. She, was, she knows what she was saying yes to. She was saying yes to public shame, public disgrace. Even she was saying yes to be separated from her fiancé. Because if he would reject her, what would be her situation, right? So we need to understand the situation was not as easy. It's not just sometimes we just read the story and we forget actually what that yes was going to cost Mary. Okay? You're still with me? It might cost her the love of Joseph, her fiancé, or it might subject her to public shame. But how could she, a virgin, bear a child? Remember, this never happened. We read in our Bible, so we have a reference. But it never happened. During that time, they don't have the technology that you can, you know, do all those things which are available today. Right? So it never happened that a virgin can have a child. And how could she ever convince everyone that she was still a virgin? She faced shame, societal shame, for getting pregnant before marriage. Remember, the culture was very different that time. Everybody knows everybody in the village. So people know that she was engaged, and after three months, if people start seeing the baby bump, and she knows that she's supposed to be in her father's house and she's not with the husband, what is going to happen, right? The society was different. It, the, the society was so strong and what happened was if you do something, everybody knows and that shame, that thing from the society actually helped the culture to ensure that the man and woman are not going to have sex before marriage. So this is what Mary was facing. It was not easier for her just to say yes and everything would be okay. But the important thing is, the coming of the Messiah was not just to remove the guilt, but also to remove the shame for everybody else. Not just for Mary, but all the mankind. So today we want to look at Mary's response and we want to learn how our shame can be removed. In the case of Mary, her shame was not because of guilt, because she did not commit any sin. But she had the shame that she has to face the society. 
she even had to go to her cousin's house and live there for three months. And that is, that is what we know in the story. So we want to look at Mary's response and we want to see how our own shame, which sin brings to us, can be reversed. Okay? So I want to present to you three things. The first thing is what Mary does. The first thing that Mary does is she begins to glorify God. What do I mean by glorify God? Can we flash the verse? It's there. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Mary had a choice. Instead of entertaining what people will say or think about how to justify and explain to everybody else that she was innocent, Mary chose to focus on the glory of God. And we know from 1 Corinthians 10, 31, that is what the Bible commands us. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, you do it for the glory of God. Church, the truth is that even you and I can magnify and glorify God no matter what is happening around us. We always have a choice. Whether we are guilty of the sin or we, we are going to face a shameful, shameful situation, we have a choice. We can either go and have a pity party about our situation or we can try to justify how it was not my fault, how it is not our fault, or we can blame somebody else, right? Or the last choice is we can choose to shift the focus on God because only God can remove our shame. Only he can remove our guilt. So what Mary chose to do was she chose to glorify God. The next thing that Mary does, now she is faced with a situation where the baby is not yet born and she can be rejected, but when she decided to say yes to God by faith, God began to change her situation. But before the baby was born, what did Mary choose to do? There was a declaration of faith. In her song she says, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. Mary was able to look beyond the culture and able to look beyond what people will say, and she was able to see what God was doing. She is actually prophesying, saying that all the generations will call her blessed. Mary not only embraced the plan of God, not questioning how it will happen, because she still doesn't know, right? The angel only says this thing will happen, but she still doesn't know how it will happen. She began to prophesy over her situation. Let me tell you, it takes faith to look ahead and make a declaration of faith. What is your situation today? Is your declaration based on your current situation? The current situation that Mary was in, there was no hope. But she chose to look beyond. So what is your current situation? Let me tell you something. When we have a relationship with the one who is in control, like Mary, we can make a declaration not based on our situation, but we can based, make a declaration based on his faithfulness. Because when you walk with God for a longer time, you know that your current situation is only temporary. God can change that. But I just want to encourage you and I just want to remind you that be careful, guard your heart. Because when our heart is not right, what comes out of our mouth might not be a language of faith. 
right? When you go through a difficult time, what comes out of your mouth, it depends on the condition of your heart. We cannot control the situation around us, but we can control our heart when we are connected to God. So we have the power to speak life to the dry bones. If you find yourself in the valley of dry bones, you can complain about that or you can choose to prophesy to the dry bones. So what is your situation today? What are you facing? Like Mary, I just want to encourage you, remember that God is in control. He knows what he's doing. The people around Mary did not fully understand what was happening. Mary did not fully understand what was happening. Joseph did not fully understand what was happening. But the best thing to do when you don't fully understand what is happening or what God is trying to do, the best thing is to say yes to God, obey him, and he will show you and he will change your situation. But you have to decide that. Mary had to make that decision alone, not with consulting Joseph. Your obedience is going to cost you but you have to make that decision between just you and your God. Okay? Let's move on. You're okay? Everybody's very serious. You want some candy cane? Where is my pen? The last thing that Mary did, okay? The last thing that Mary did was she began to recount her blessings. Mary doesn't fully know what is going to happen ahead, so she decided to look back and start counting. What does Luke 149 says? Can you please read? You are all very quiet. Please read it for me. Who is the mighty one? Huh? Some of you are not sure. God. Huh? Did you have your dinner? Yeah, it is God. You are right. You might not sound very... Sure, but you are right, okay? I'll give that to you. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Mary was able to look back and see how God was faithful to her. And I want to encourage you to do the same thing. If your current situation is not very good, everything is not going as per your plan or as per your hope or things that you wanted to happen in your life, just look back and see how God has been faithful, how far he has brought you, how he was there in every situation of your life. Every time the enemy tries to put a doubt in your head, maybe God has forgotten you. Let me tell you that's a lie. God is mindful of you. Even right now, some of you, God wants you to know that he is mindful of you. He is in control. So if he is in control, don't try to take the control in your own hands. Give him the control. Let him finish what he has started in your life. Okay? Now going back to guilt and shame. The problem is we experience guilt and shame because we begin to start walking away from God. We try to take control and we start walking away from God and we try to live a life, we try to lead our own life that pleases us. And sometimes, without knowing, we start flirting with sin. As we start going away from God, sometimes we start doing our own things that don't please God. And that is where the guilt and the shame begins to come. So what is the way for us to overcome the guilt and shame? 
we need to start walking back towards God. Because we heard Eastern people are disoriented and Western are disoriented and that is true. But the main reason for us to experience guilt and shame is because we started to walk away from God. Doesn't matter what is our orientation, we all need to go back to God. We all need to go, go back to God and we need to start changing what we thought was good, what we thought was pleases God. But when we realize that it doesn't please God, it's never too late. In fact, I will say this, it's better late than never, right? So shame and guilt becomes a bondage from the fear of people. What will my friends or family say if they know the real me? What will my friends and family say if they find out what I did last summer? <laughs> right? We are so afraid of people. We are so afraid of people because we, 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 we try to just cover up or we try to pretend everything is okay. But we, are, we forget that one day, it is not the people. One day we are going to stand before our maker and we are going to give him an account. So it is better for you not to be liked by your friends, okay? I'm not talking about the Facebook like. It's better not to be liked by your friends, but you have your heart right before God. That is the most important thing. But one thing stops us from going back to God, and that is our pride. Pride doesn't want us to acknowledge that we are wrong. It's hard to say that we are wrong, right? It's hard. But what do we see in Mary's life? Mary reminds us, we see actually Mary's faithful obedience. Mary reminds us that God acts mercifully and redemptively, and sometimes it takes the eyes of faith to actually see what God is doing. It takes eyes of faith to see what God is doing. Sometimes we expect a yes and no, or we, we want something and God says, wait. And that weight is not in our equation. So we think it's not from God, right? So in the case of Mary, her shame was not because of guilt that she sinned or something, she did something wrong. But that is true in our case. Sometimes we begin to feel the guilt because we know that deep down in our hearts, we did something wrong against God or we did something wrong against people. So what is the solution for us? I want to switch gear and move to a passage in the Old Testament. I'm going to read from Isaiah chapter 6, and this is what it says here. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, and do the doorpost and the threshold shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Now this is what Isaiah is seeing. Now look at his response. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips. And I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Now what happens is, Isaiah is in the presence of God, and when he spends time in God's presence, he realizes 
how sinful he is. And he confesses the exact sin that he is a man of unclean lips. Now let me tell you, Isaiah was a man who hears God and he declares about God's goodness. But when he was in God's presence, he realized that there is something that is missing, something that is not right in his life. And let me tell you, doesn't matter how old or young Christian you are, I want to encourage all of us to spend some time in God's presence. Christmas is going to be a busy season for you, shopping and this and that, party and all those things. But take time, take some time to spend alone with God. You know why? Because when you are in His presence, God will begin to show you what is that thing that is not pleasing Him. Not to condemn you, but to make a way out. What happens then? Let's continue with Isaiah. What did he do? The moment he confessed, then, verse 6, then one of the seraphim flew to me with a coal in his hand, which he, has take, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips, your guilt is taken away, and your sin is atoned for. You and I don't need the angel of God to come because we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to, the moment we confess our sin to God, we humble ourselves. God, the Bible says He is able and He is just to forgive us from all unrighteousness. God is going to forgive us from whatever we did. And people don't need to know this is between you and God. And then the last thing. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, here am I, send me. Once we have settled our sin before God, we will hear clearly what God wants us to do. Mary heard clearly that she, God wanted her to give birth to his son. And God wants, God wants to speak to each and every one of us today what he wants you to do this time. Yes, you will have the parties and you will have something, but God has a specific thing for you. The first thing God wants us to do is to kill the things that are born out of flesh. How do you kill that? You just don't feed that selfish and sinful desire. You confess that before God. You settle that, okay? And after, that, after you kill what is sinful, this is what God wants to do. He wants to birth something in each and every one of us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Like he birthed his son inside Mary's womb through the power of the Holy Spirit, I believe that today evening God wants to birth something inside each and every one of us. But before that, we need to make sure that our heart is right before God. Okay? And what does God want to birth? Maybe for some of you it's a miracle that he wants to birth. For some of you maybe it's a business idea. For some of you, God is going to birth a nation. If you are a KLMS student, God is going to birth a nation today, okay? For some of you, it's just a wisdom to make right decision. So I don't know what God wants to birth, but I want all of us to just close our eyes. Okay? Don't look at me, please. Close your eyes and take a moment to talk to your father. If you need to come in the presence of your father, and like Isaiah, allow the Holy Spirit to search your heart. If you need to settle something, like Isaiah realized that, God, I am a man of unclean lips. Whatever it is, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. This is the moment between you and your God. You settle that, and after that, I want to pray for those who are ready 
and who are saying, God birthed something in me today. Can I ask the worship team to come forward? Now, I want to pray for people. I want to pray for you if you are saying, Yes, God, let it be done to me according to your plan. I don't know what God is going to do. But if you are saying yes, I would request you to stand on your feet. Okay? You are not saying yes to me. You are saying yes to God. God is going to do something in this church, but it is, it is going to start with you. So if you're saying, yes, God, like Mary, God, I'm willing to count the costs. If that is you, you stand and we will pray together. God wants to birth something. For some of you, it's going to be a miracle. Maybe you are believing for healing, a supernatural healing for yourself, your family member. Or maybe it's a relationship. We do not know. Or a business idea. Some of you said, God, I know you wanted me to start a business. Let me tell you, this is God's time for you. Okay? Or you're saying, God... Give me a nation. God, I just don't, wa I don't want to just be happy in, in Vancouver, but I want to reach out to somebody other than me. They don't look like me. They don't talk like me. But I know you are asking me to say, reach out to these people. Okay? So, yeah. If you're standing here, let's... I, I don't want to put you in a spot, but I just feel that we need to raise our hands and just receive from God. Lord, we just want to thank you, Lord. Even right now, Lord, I thank you for everybody who's standing. Lord, I just want to commend them for their obedience. God, I just thank you that you want to birth something today right now, Lord, into their hearts, Lord. Just like Mary, I just thank you that, Lord, by standing and raising their hands, they're saying, yes, Lord, yes to you. And even as they stand, for some of you, God would say, yes, you're going to count the cost. But let me remind you that my grace is sufficient for you. Even as you go through that, let me remind you that you are not going to be alone. Have I not promised that I will never leave you, I will never forsake you? Have I not said that I will go before you? Have I not said that I am going to direct your steps? So Lord, I just pray for faith for your people. Lord, faith that Lord, as they receive that, and Lord, you are going to confirm. For some of you, 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 are, you are not sure, but God says it's okay, I am going to confirm. God is going to confirm and God says to you that he is going to finish what he has started. So Lord, we just want to thank you. Lord, let your will be done in our lives. Lord, for some of us, we've been too easy, Lord, just doing what, our, what we want to do. But Lord, today we say yes to you. And Lord, we know that when we say yes to you, at times we are going to be misunderstood. Lord, at times we are going to be ridiculed. But Lord, we want to thank you that, Lord, it is worth it. Because you have paid. You came to this earth, Lord, not just so that we will have comfortable lives, you, but you came so that you can die for us. And because you died for us, God, we have the freedom and we are victorious. Like Paul, we said tonight that I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. Lord, and we thank you that, Lord, what is impossible for us. I, I, I really believe God is going to heal people, some of you right now. What is impossible for us is possible for you. Lord, we receive that healing, Lord. Whatever part of our body is not functioning well, we receive that healing in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, we just want to thank you that you came 
thank you for removing our guilt and removing our shame and lord we just want to rejoice god for the birth of something that has birth in our heart even right now through faith lord i just pray for a hedge of protection around your people that the enemy will not steal that lord that they will not be discouraged that they will not stop running with you but as they choose to live for you god you will lord make sure that thing comes to pass in jesus name we pray amen we will be having people at the site so if you need prayer please feel free to do that there's communion in the front take this time because god is doing something and merry christmas to all of you 